You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Dressau here, excited to be joined by one of our favorite returning champions, Stephanie Castellanos, is here from the 2018 NLC LA Engage class. We're talking talent. We're talking work today, which is a key topic in a never-ending pandemic world. You definitely want to tune in. Thanks for stopping by. Let's get to it. All right, Stephanie, I'm excited to talk to you. We kind of keep an eye on each other on LinkedIn and things, but I noticed you had a relatively new gig working in talent broadly. Give folks a scoop on where you're working and what you're doing. Yeah, well, one, I'm just really excited to be here and share space with you. I also am just, you know, being in this space, I've always just appreciated the work that you do in the ed space. And so I'm excited to actually have a a conversation on a podcast about <laughs> talent, like that's like not something that I normally do. Yeah. Um, yeah so I I recently started a new role. Uh, it's been about I think we're a month four now, but I'm a talent advisor at O4, which is a talent broker company that focuses on uh, hiring and keeping executives in uh, various fields, particularly in social impact and education, is where we've been in the last few years. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the work that we're doing. It's been quite the last few months a transitioning from in-house talent, nonprofit space to now client services. So yeah, it's definitely a different ballgame. Yeah. And the place you're working is, is, is a place I've followed for a long time. The, the founder is, is amazing, as really, I think, taught me a lot, just kind of even just through LinkedIn posts and other places I've followed her in terms of ways to truly approach finding people to work for you and then keep them there uh, with an equity lens. Is that what drew you to her? Was there something else? How would you describe the draw and the pull of what's actually happened in there? Yeah, that's actually exactly right. I think a year, about a year ago, I, you know, she, uh, Ify, her name is Ify Walker, who's our CEO and founder of O4, um, definitely has some, some posts on social media that really makes <laughs> you pause and makes you really think and reflect about you and your own practices, especially as a talent leader and how we think about the space in the world. And so I've been, you know, fangirling for a while and (laughs) jumped at the opportunity to, um, when I heard that she was growing her team, jumped at the opportunity to throw my hat in the ring. And here we are. Yeah. I think some of the things that caught my eye when she posts is there's some good counterintuitive notions about, say you're an employer posting a job, things you would consider. And I think she's posted some really interesting ways to redesign job descriptions or redesign some process pieces that I think people just assume are always going to be one way in the talent process. Is there anything that kind of stands out to you in a, in a counterintuitive way that you've learned since joining her team? Yeah, so much. I feel like there has been, you know, in the space that I've, you know, in the work that I do, in the way that I approach talent and recruitment, I've been in I've been in several different types of spaces within education, within nonprofit, within child welfare. And what I've noticed is that, you know, it is often, it is not often in which you as an employer really, I always look at the, the a job description or we call it an opportunity description as a, as a nice shiny car that you see on the outside, but not often enough to candidates get to look under the hood. <laughs> Right. Like what's really what's really inside the what's really happening inside the organization? What is the culture like? What would it be like to work with that your boss? What do other people say about working with your boss? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that particular approach of laying all the cards out and allowing the candidate to really make a a an assessment um, of understanding all of the different dynamics within the workspace and what it would be to to work there and then decide to then move forward and 
I think we do that in a couple of ways. And for me, that's been an, a learning process. We have, you know, frequently asked questions that shares findings from the talent and culture audit that we conduct uh, with clients from the top, right from the beginning, before we even start talking about the role, we want to understand what do you need? What are some of the gaps? What, is, what are some of the dynamics? Because we know, especially people of color, when they come in and when they come into a space and they don't stay, it tends to be because there wasn't alignment in the expectations. So it's important to align expectations and for both parties, the employer and the candidate to, to know, um, to be fully transparent and to really get to know each other in a, in a much more deeper and meaningful way. Yeah. There's a radical transparency that I appreciate, right? And I remember exactly too seeing that that FAQ and and you know a really deep kind of breakdown of like if Eric as your boss is looking to hire you this is Eric's approach to X Y Z and this is Eric's approach to this or that and it's such a such a nice way to just put it all out there when so much of I think the talent and recruitment space is flirting right and you're sending your representative and kind of your best self and there's there's a little bit of a dance there that that can be authentic most of the times but it, right there's still this kind of romancing aspect that can mask what actually the job may entail or would be like. And then when people get surprised when they start, it's really hard to get back on the right footing and then retention is jeopardized. So I think there's, yeah, a lot to be said for that, that radical transparency part. Mm -hmm. You know, I was curious in terms of what you're seeing now with work as a, this kind of concept being reevaluated yeah. as we're in the pandemic and trying to get out of it. What are some things that you're seeing that candidates are prioritizing when they're looking for roles right now? Yeah. Well, I think flexibility is one. And by flexibility, that can look a lot of different ways. That could be geographic location. So being able to work remote is something that I'm seeing is mm -hmm. what candidates are definitely asking. I think, you know, even if it's maybe a combination now of what would it look like if it used to be maybe five days in an office and that's what the culture is, is there some flexibility now knowing that people can work differently? Um, and so I think that that is one thing, but I think also, I'm finding that I've been having quite a few conversations with, with folks who are potentially even in the corporate sector in the last year and a half have really given them a pause to think about what's important, what matters to me. Um, being in a space where they feel valued and that they can thrive is, is really, really important at the forefront. And I think that they're, they're, they're keeping that as, as a higher priority now than I think in the past um, in making a decision on where they go. Um, so I think that the pandemic, we're still in it. <laughs> it's so we're still in it. Uh, but I do think that the pandemic has um, really allowed folks to to sit with themselves and think about who what is it that they want and really find meaning and purpose in the work that they do. When we go back with Stephanie, we'll talk more about finding the right job, finding the right company, finding the right people. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, so Stephanie, do do folks find you? So if an NLC alum who's looking for a new gig and wants to get plugged into the work that you're doing, because you obviously know a lot of jobs that are open, do they find you? Do you find them? How does that process work? It's a little bit of both. Um, so yes, I'm definitely, you know, I think about accessibility as being very key and important, particularly when you're cultivating relationships with leaders of color. So Yes, people can definitely reach out to me. I have my Calendly link where I can just chat with folks whether they are interested in a role that we're currently hiring for or not. Um, it's really just about getting to know folks and, and really understanding where they are and being a support system, whether you're 
whether they may potentially have some questions or may need some support and coaching. Um, I think that that's really important and creating that space is key. Also, uh, yeah, I could, I definitely do some quite a bit of as a recruiter, um, <laughs> some outreach. And then also I have the Purpose Hustle Network. And I think that is a space um, where I am consistently posting jobs. So the Purpose Hustle Network is a community of over 3,500 leaders of color within social impact. And there's a Facebook group and now there's a LinkedIn group. But the idea is that um, folks are consistently posting opportunities and resources for leaders of color. And most often it is the decision maker. The, 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 usually it might be the recruiter, or it might be the executive director, or it might be really thinking about uh, making those connections with people who can directly connect with you about the role is really important for leaders of color. And so that is ex that's, that's one of the spaces where people can, can definitely connect to. Sounds great. And last thing, you know, last time you were on, we talked a lot about Inglewood. And I woke up this morning, there was an LA Times piece about the new Clippers stadium that'll eventually be built in Inglewood. I was curious what your thoughts are on that happening. Eric, we lost that battle with the I stadium. <laughs> I, I am heartbroken about it, to be very honest with you, um, and almost can't even bring myself to even go around SoFi Stadium because right. it's it really, you know, as folks are celebrating um, and coming in that we have new businesses and new things that are coming up and the, the hotel is getting built right where there used to be one of my favorite hamburger shops, right? And um, what we're seeing is that the Clipper Stadium is just, I mean, it's already chaotic with, with traffic and environmental pollution with the airplanes like a few miles above our uh, roofs and ceilings, but it definitely, I feel, is not something that I'm very excited about. And I think now the community with the stadium and what they're seeing are the implications of it in real time are now starting to speak out even more and mobilize. But at this point, it's a little too late. Yeah, for other activism that would happen for that community, what ways would you want people to get in, engaged? Because you're right, it's going to be almost a block by block conversation as, as things change over, or there's new developments being proposed. How would you want people to stay plugged in and keep fighting the good fight? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of organizations that are doing incredible work already and have been organizing long before I have. Uh, the Social Justice Learning Institute um, is someone who has really taken on that charge. Uplift Inglewood is organizing tenants. The Inglewood Lennox Tenants Union is currently doing a lot of on the ground, real mutual aid work um, and showing up for folks who are getting displaced, who are getting kicked out and are unsure of, of their home and unsure of what to do. They're, they're rallying, organizing dozens of people to show up to their people's front yards and, and, and really be able to, to protest in ways that has not been so um, top of mind, I think, for people in Inglewood and Lennox. And I'll say Lennox because it's, it's right, mm -hmm. community Lennox. So yeah, I think there are a lot, just get in touch with community organizations that are currently doing a lot of work to try to keep people supported and so that they can, they can remain in Inglewood. Well said. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. And to everyone listening, hit up Stephanie and I. We have jobs. Yes. Hit us up on LinkedIn. Text us, email us. We have jobs. We want to talk to you. We want to find you. We want to make sure you find a good home. Um, Stephanie, anything else you want to say about people who should reach out to you so you can find them a good place to work? Yeah, people can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Stephanie Castellanos. Or I also, people can join the Purpose Hustle Network. They can just Search bit.ly backslash the global majority, all lowercase, and find the group. Awesome. And we'll make 
sure that info is in the episode description. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can, of course, get all the episodes featuring everybody in the NLC alum community doing amazing things at all the places you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify. They're all there. Check them out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.